So, let's get started. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for um, another day. We come before you, Lord, and we just ask of you to be with us, help us, guide us, um, and be able to give your word to your people to give them a better understanding of the Holy Spirit. Lord, there's nothing that we can do on our own. You are our teacher. You are our guide. Without you, we are a mess, and we need you desperately in order to be able to make it in order to be able to understand. So, Father, please help me. Give me the words to teach your people. And they may come to a closer knowledge and build on their relationship with you. Holy Spirit, be with us here. In Jesus' mighty name we do pray. Amen. So today, guys, we're going to jump on over to um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 to 13, where we, where we, where we landed last week. And just read it again together with each other. Um, we said that we've talked so so far about what the Holy Spirit does, how to receive the Holy Spirit, how the Spirit works in our lives, right? We spent a lot of time in Romans chapter 8, verse 1 to 28, and getting an understanding in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6 to 14. Well, today, we're continuing, moving into discussing on the gifts of the Spirit. We're going to be talking about um, just the purpose of the gifts anyway. Um, we're also going to talk about the fruit of the Spirit if we get some time, and also talk about what it means to grieve the Holy Spirit, okay? So if you guys are taking notes, which I hope you are, because there's a lot, and there's a lot to unpack today that I'm going to share with you guys. This will probably be the first time that you guys are going to get an in-depth um, discussion around the gifts of the Spirit from a um, doctrinal, from a theological, from just personal perspective as well, Okay. So first, let's read the scripture together. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 to, to 13. Would anybody like to read for us? I'm in the ES English Standard Version, if you have it. Um, or if you don't, that's okay. You can just read whatever version you have. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 to 13. Okay, for the sake of time, maybe I'll take this one, and then you guys can take the next one that we have, okay? Oh, no, I, I want to do it. Okay. I was just flipping through it, but... Sure, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Corinthians comes right after Romans, in case you're looking for it. Okay, so First Corinthians uh, chapter 12? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Verse 1 One two. 13. One's attention. Okay. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know what you know that when you were pageants, you were led astray to mute idols, however, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Now there are varieties, 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 or varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are varieties of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone. To teach is given the 
manifestation of the spirit for the common good or to one is given through the spirit the utter the utterance of wisdom and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healing by the one spirit to another the working of miracles to another prophecy to another the ability to distinguish between spirits to another various kinds of tone to tongues to another interpretation of tongues all these are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills amen thank you you can actually end there okay so that was to the verse 11 thank you for reading that ryan so i'm going to share my screen with you guys and we're going to talk through what we basically just read here okay let me know if you guys can see my screen clearly because i'm going to spend a lot of time here just walking you guys through each and every single one of these okay it should be this one this one okay all right can you guys see my screen Yes. Can you hear me? Still, oh, of course you can yes. hear me. You can see my screen. Sorry. Um, so this is a screen of a little diagram that I put together. Forgive my lack of being able to um, make good circles here. I know they're pretty terrible. But anyway, stick with me here for a second. We talked about the different types of gifts that there are here um, that Paul mentions, and he says that there are gifts um that the holy spirit dispenses that we said and we talked about the interpretation of tongues um we talked about speaking of tongues discernment of spirits healing faith miracles wisdom knowledge and prophecy okay now what i've learned in my time some time ago i i learned this actually on a mountain and this little diagram that i have here an old man taught me what i'm teaching you guys here today and this old man taught me about the nine gifts of the Spirit and how they interrelate with one another. You can see here how closely related they are, right? Of how being in one particular gift at times is coupled with some other gifts that come alongside. So there, you can think of it in three different classes here. So let's talk about the first class. The first class of gifts here and I don't mean classes and like one is better than the other, okay? First line, just the first line that we're talking about here is the interpretation of tongues, speaking of tongues. This is the one that a lot of you guys are familiar with. You know, speaking in tongues, wow, my handwriting is terrible. But speaking in tongues, essentially being able to um, praise God in a different language, in a language that you don't really understand and it's not intelligible. That's the type of tongues we're talking about here. We're not talking about the type of tongues where... You start speaking German and somebody next to you is German, so he, he understands what, you, what you're saying. That type of tongues was the tongues at Pentecost. This is a different type of tongues. This is a type of language that only God understands what it is that you're saying and you yourself don't understand. This type of tongues is meant for the edification of, of, of yourself, of edification of the body. Okay, So it's, think of it as like, as like gas 
in, in, in a fuel tank. When you get to a place where you want to really be close to the Lord, um, at times, speaking in tongues may be how the Holy Spirit wants to propel you into a certain thing. All right? Today's type of teaching, as I'm saying, is very different from how I normally talk. All right? Speaking in tongues in this, in, in this particular situation, having that fuel to propel the car, gas tank, to be able to move forward. Okay? And by that speaking in tongues, then leads you into some other things. Sometimes, God will place it on your heart um, to be able to discern spirits. But before I get here, any question... Let me, let me wrap up on the tongues piece here. Like I mentioned some time ago, speaking in tongues is not something that is a requirement to be a believer. It doesn't represent that you know God or anything like that. However, true tongues is something that is meant to kind of lift you up in the Lord, that you it, it elevates you to a particular level, a particular dimension with God, that one um, doesn't necessarily even, um, cannot do without it, okay? So that is the gift of speaking in tongues. It is real, it is a gift. It builds you up, um, and you then get to a place where God is going to be showing you some things, okay? Any questions on speaking speaking of tongues? All right. Seems like there are no questions yet. If there are, put them in the chat, whichever we can discuss. So then speaking in tongues sometimes then leads to the discernment of spirits. Okay. Sorry, before I touch on this, let me go to interpretation of tongues. Tongues, as I mentioned, is a gift that should be done in the privacy of your own room, in your closet, whichever. You're talking directly to God. Okay. It's not a show. It's not a way for you to show that you know God better than somebody else or you have some supernatural thing. But there are some times where tongues is, is needed to be spoken and within the church. Okay? And tongues, another name for tongues is glossolalia. Glossolalia. See if you can say that five times <laughs> fast. Glossolalia. So the interpretation of glossolalia, the interpretation of tongues, is another gift. So when, when a community of, and a body of believers are all together and one person, one person at a time, starts speaking tongues, there must be somebody there also who can interpret the tongues. That is the rule for these interpretation of tongues. Now, this is a very special, special gift because by being able to interpret the tongues, you know what the person is saying to then display it back to the church. And you, can, and you can see how it, sh it just shows how God wants to build unity amongst believers. Like I said, the Holy Spirit comes to unite. If I'm saying something, but I don't know what I'm saying, but my brother or my sister is hearing it and they can interpret that for me, that is not only helping me, but it's helping the entire body of church, right? It's helping the entire body of Christ. So that is the interpretation of tongues. You see how they relate to each other. And then with that, you can then have the discernment of spirits. Believers, there are some times where some people will blow tongues and then when they're done, church is over, they go outside and they cuss somebody out. I don't know if you've ever seen it happen. I've seen it happen sometimes. Um, people, people will cut them off while they're driving and then they'll just start cursing. Clearly, that person does not have a spirit to be, to, to be blown tongues. So whatever type of tongues they're saying is not one from the Lord. So then it brings up this gift here called the discernment of spirits. Okay. There are gifts that can come from the Lord and there are gifts that can come from the devil. And sometimes we need to be able to understand what it is in the people that we're dealing with. 
Yo, this gift is so crucial, guys, the discernment of spirits, that when you're around somebody, you need to know who you can be around and who you cannot be around. If you guys had the discernment of spirits, you would know what type of friends you need to keep in your life and what type of friends you got to cut out. Because there are some people who do not have a good spirit. They have engaged with the devil and they're moving in demonic things. And that's what the discernment of spirits here is for. If you are somebody who, when you come near somebody, you feel some type of way about it. There's some people that you just you just feel off about them. Don't let don't brush that off the shoulder. At times that's God speaking to you to say, yo, ease up on this person. Don't 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 be the buddy buddy and share your whole life with this person. Alright? That's the gift of discernment of spirits. Alright? And the Holy Spirit will drop that in your heart for you to know what is truly from the Holy Spirit and what is not from the Holy Spirit. If we have the discernment of spirits, we're able to know when somebody is saying something, whether it's crooked or not. Okay? Any questions on this first level here that we've talked about? I'm not moving really fast, so please stop me if you have questions. All right. No questions yet, it seems. Cool. So now let's go on to the next layer. Oh, how do I zoom? Oh, all right, there we go. All right. The next layer is the gifts of healing, faith, and miracle. We start in the middle. Oh, somebody have a question? Uh, so somebody said, what if, um, what if they're speaking tongues, but no one understands? Yes, and that happens a lot, unfortunately. That's why in the body of... That happens a lot, unfortunately. And Paul talks about this. And Paul says that if you're speaking in tongues and nobody understands, don't speak in tongues. In, in the public. In church. In the part of worship. There must be order in the church. But this is something that, unfortunately, a lot of Presbyterians, a lot of Pentecostals, a lot of new charismatic movement folks have taken pretty, pretty far, far, far. Because there are strict guidelines about the gift of tongues people would not understand it yeah i wouldn't understand it if somebody's blowing tongues unless the get that gift has been placed on my heart and dispensed to me for that day and there's very rare times where that has but it's very rare in my experience anyway so paul even says that you know if somebody who's not a believer comes to your church they're going to think you're crazy and they're not going to come back because you're speaking in these languages that it's not helping them it's helping yourself when you think about it, it's low-key selfish. So, yeah, the answer to your question, they would not understand it. If, if people are speaking in tongues, but nobody understands. If you're speaking in tongues, there must be somebody there to be able to interpret it for you. So I hope that answers your question. Um, the other part here is healing, faith, and miracle. Faith. The absence of, you know, the evidence of what, well, you know, for who hopes for what he sees, right? Faith, pretty much the belief in what you do not see. Now, this faith is not the same type of faith of like having faith in Jesus Christ and trusting him as your personal Lord and Savior, all right? Because the gift, all these gifts is not, all these gifts is a gift. It's not a requirement, okay? So this means that this type of faith here is a supernatural very high level of faith to be able, that God grants people in order to accomplish a task. Okay, we're not talking about the same faith that you need to be able to make it, you know, past the bar. You've already, you're, everybody has that faith. If you didn't have that faith, you don't have the Holy Spirit and you're not saved. 
But we're talking about another level type of faith where this faith is needed to complete a task that God has placed in your heart. Beloved, there are some people who I've come across in my life and I have some family members who are like this, who have this particular gift, who doesn't matter what happens, they are moving and their faith is never moved. They are still pushing forward. Now that seems like a supernatural faith that they're able to have to continue in a battle and a particular struggle. And the Holy Spirit gives this type of faith to us at times just to be able to make it in what we're going through. Okay? Now this faith then, when you have a high level of faith, then relates to healing. Healing um, can be in the form of like, you know, somebody's sick, they're not doing well um, mentally, physically, emotionally. You are one that God has given you a gift to be able to heal others. You lay hands on them or whichever, you pray for them from wherever you, you are and the person is healed. But that healing takes faith, right? Some high level of faith. So you can see how all those things relate to each other here. So this healing piece is important. It is a gift that the Holy Spirit has given, but also know that this healing has been abused time after time within the churches. Have you guys ever heard of Crusades? Benny Hinn Crusades? Did you even know who Benny Hinn is? Benny Hinn was a guy who was having crusades where he said he was healing people. Okay? So he would take people that are not really sick or people that don't really have any major ailments um, that you can see, and he would say that he was healing them. But the people who were really sick, like the blind, the crippled, Benny Hinn was not able to heal those people because he didn't have that gift. And you can't ever force a gift. We'll get into the details on the whole general part after this piece here. But just the, the tab bit on here is that the healing is a gift that is dispensed from the Holy Spirit. You can't force it. You can't work it. You can't work for it. It's a gift. Okay. And then the same thing implies here for the miracle, um, which kind of um, aligns with these other two here. The healing, the faith, the miracle. Miracles to be able to perform things that um, are just out of this world. Right. And that is a gift from the Holy Spirit. Something happens, it's a miracle that it happened. And a miracle in here in this time, I always think about miracles, that the greatest miracle ever is that somebody who does not know Jesus will come to put in, will come to put and profess their faith in Jesus Christ. That is a miracle, guys, because that person was living in darkness and the Holy Spirit shook them and brought them into the light for them to be able to see and truly understand and know Him. Okay? Um, any questions on the healing, faith, and miracle part? Am I making sense so far? If I'm not, stop me, please. I can explain this better if needed. Um, so now I'm going to go on over here to the bottom. Now this part, oh, this is the controversial part. <laughs> so we have knowledge, wisdom, and prophecy. And the idea behind all of these, the way that these circles are, guys, is that when you operate in these gifts, like when you operate in speaking in tongues, oftentimes it does unlock these other two here. Or they're very closely related. They work together. If you're speaking in tongues, it's working with interpretation if somebody's there. If you're speaking in tongues, it's working with discernment of spirits. Okay? Or the tongues, the interpretation of the tongues, it's helping you to be able to discern the spirits, whether they're good or bad. Okay? But that doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit can't give you just one and you should be good with that. The Holy Spirit can do that as well. Or He can give you all three of these gifts. Right? And we'll talk about how to operate in these gifts afterwards. So now let's go on down. Knowledge. Oh, knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. 
there is wisdom and there is knowledge. These are closely related, right? If you want to know what wisdom is, um, wisdom in this in this scenario is like being able to speak eloquently about a particular subject, particular thing, right? Or God just be making you wise in certain ways. Have you ever come across somebody that you, you, you just realize, that, man, this person is really wise. They're able to share, they're able to teach, they're able to do all these other things. Um, that is just only from the Lord, right? And knowledge helps that wisdom. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Knowledge in this piece here how well you're able to know. The Holy Spirit will drop some things on you to just know about God that you, it makes, like it comes easy to you as it feels sometimes that you're able to gain that type of knowledge, right? Uh, this is knowledge that you find within the word oftentimes. And then the last one here is prophecy. So prophecy um, can be defined in several ways. But the prophecy here that we're referring to is be able to foresee something, to be able to know something about somebody's life that that person may not be able to know. So when God reveals something to you about another person or about yourself, um, that is prophecy or the type of prophecy we're talking about here. So you see how that knowledge works with the two. Now, let me focus on the knowledge piece here a little bit more, okay? Knowledge, guys, comes a lot of times from the Word of God. Okay? There is no shortcut to being able to operate well in these giftings. There's no shortcut. This is the way. You have to gain that knowledge within the Word of God and have the Holy Spirit drop that on you. There's a word called Logos. And there's a word called rhema. Is anybody familiar with those words? If not, that's okay. Let me explain it to you. So logos literally just means the word. And rhema is the revealed word, the spoken word. Logos means... What, you, what, what God has already spoken within the word of God, right? So what we're able to see here and rhema is what is God saying now? That prophecy type of thing. The problem that we have in, a, in our modern day church in the year 2020 and forever, with all ages, is that people want rhema. People want to get to rhema without having an understanding of logos. But if you don't have an understanding of logos, how can you be able to discern and know that the rhema is even correct? Because the rhema will never say what the logos didn't say. Or the rhema, will, sorry, the, the rhema will never contradict what the logos has. So for example, if you are married, right? The Bible has said about marriage that man and woman should marry um, if they so please to do so. But then... Everybody should have their own wife, right? But then a pastor comes to you and says, Hey, I had a prophecy that um, you're going to have two, you're going to marry two more people, right? Or you should marry two other people. You should marry a man while you're at it, while you're a man. 
right? That rhema, potentially, that the person is telling you that they said it's prophecy, cannot possibly be prophecy because it goes directly in contradiction with the word of God, with the knowledge, with the logos. So for you, for us to not be deceived by prophecy, we have to know the word of God. We have to spend time with God. There's no cheat sheet to this. There's no easy way to this. If you want to be able to operate within the gifts, you have to spend time with God. And you have to spend time with God for the purpose of wanting to be with the Lord and not spend time with God for, solely for the purpose of getting a gift. If the gift is your underlying thing, man, forget it. Now, also note, these are not the only gifts. I've shared with you nine here, but these are not the only gifts. Prophecy here can come in many forms. Prophecy can come in the form of hearing, right? Prophecy can come in the form of sight, which is vision, or they're known as seers. A seer, somebody who got it. You need to know the way that God communicates with you. For some people, God will show you. It'll be like a movie in your face or pictures. That is vision. Others are dreamers. God reveals things to you within dreams. Others are hearers. God reveals things to you through your ears. You don't really... And others have all the above. Okay? Now, let me take a minute to just pause. Any questions that you guys have before we get into what's the point of all these gifts? Yes. Yeah, no worries. I was saying, you asked, can I explain the, the Rhema word and the Logos? Yeah, so the Logos I mentioned is the word of God, the spoken word of God that is within the Bible. And the Rhema is the word of God that is not spoken within the Bible. So the Rhema is the prophecy, the prophetic thing that is coming out of, of somebody. Like what God wants to reveal to somebody about their particular life or situation or a nation or or whatever right now i said that that you need to have logos to be able to then want to even desire to have rhema people want to hear a word from god every time everybody wants to hear a word from god but nobody realizes that god has already spoken thousands and thousands of pages the book, the Bible here, nobody wants to spend time reading the Bible. Everybody just wants, God, talk to me. Call me. God, why won't you talk to me? When God is saying, I've already spoken in Lagos, time and time after, after time, of the situations that you're in, go to it. Get that knowledge. And then, watch how God will drop some crazy gifts on your life. If that's how, if, if that's how he so sees fit to do it. Okay, so that's how that knowledge and the prophecy work together um the prophetic word is very very important and we need people to prophesy we need people to desire these things because god has a lot more things to say to us than what's just in the bible um but all of it obviously is not going to contradict the bible so that's why it's important to know the logos so that when somebody gives you a rhema word 
um, if it's something that you have to take it up against the Bible to see does what this person is saying makes sense. Is this person telling me to go and sin, for example? That makes sense, y'all? Okay. I have a question. Yep, go ahead. When reading, when looking at this, are you like putting it as in the middle part connects to the two? Or the, um, you're starting from the left side going to the right? Uh, more as the middle part connects to the two. Okay. Yeah. But they all connect with each other. Yeah, they they all they all interrelate. Uh, I could have pro I could have put prophecy near wisdom and all those things, but what I'm what we're saying more so is that what's in the middle often helps unlock the things on the side here. The faith helping you unlock the healing and the miracle. The speaking of tongues, that's or like what usually comes first. It's like an order to sing sometimes. You may get discernment and you have never spoken in tongues in your life. That's perfectly fine and that can happen. Right? This is just a framework. And the Holy Spirit can act in so many ways outside of frameworks even. So don't let this make you think that the Holy Spirit is limited to only giving you these nine gifts. Like I said earlier, there are many gifts. And these are just a few of the ones that Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 1 to 13 um, there's also gifts of service and this is giving back there's somebody who God has placed on their heart to just be a giver for some people it comes really easy to give for other folks it's very very hard there's gifts of hospitality you guys know what a deacon is I'm sorry a bishop is a bishop is somebody who is supposed to be able to just be hospitable they're supposed to be able to take in visitors when you come, make you feel good, make you well, make you feel welcomed, right? That is a gift. Cleaning is a gift. Helping the Lord's church is a gift. There are so many gifts that people don't focus on them. People instead just want to focus on uh, the prophecy and the prophetic and, when, and what they want, but. When prophecy is important, we should we should keep that in its high regard. But let's not forget about the other ones either. Or let it let's I not make it limit the Holy Spirit. Yeah, go ahead, Chrissy. <clears throat> um, how can we learn more about these gifts? How can you learn more? Yeah. Aside from the Bible. Um, I mean, like anyhow. I would I would say the Bible is the best place to go always. Um, take it chance and read through first corinthians take time and read through acts of the apostles take time and read through galatians um i wouldn't go outside of the bible to learn things about what the gifts are in the holy in the holy spirit um and then also pray as well and see what the holy spirit will teach you because a lot of these things is just what holy spirit has dropped in people's hearts to be able to share with the world okay understand thanks well, yeah, or do you have any specific questions about these that you would... No, I would, no. You just want to know like where, where to go to, to learn more? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, definitely I would say read through 1 Corinthians and that should shine light on a lot of these. Okay, thanks. No worries. Mm -hmm. So guys, the next part that I want to shift to now is what is the point of all these gifts? Right. 
everything we do must have a reason. The purpose of the gifts we can see in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 to verse 1 to 13. And you guys know this chapter. It's very popular. Um, would anybody like to read it for us? If you just turn on over one page, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 to 13. Can I read it? Sure, go ahead. Okay, so 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 to 13. Um, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith, so as to remove sins, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. So everybody knows this verse, I think. It's very popular. You guys probably see it on Instagram, on Facebook, wherever you hear it at weddings. But you didn't really, you may have not known the context. The context of this was really talking about the spiritual gifts um, until now, because people have turned it into a message about their weddings and lo loving each other, right? But if we take it back, we see that Paul is explaining to the people why these gifts are here. The purpose of the gifts that are dispensed by the Holy Spirit is love. The purpose of the gifts is love, that you show love to one another. If we have gifts, and the Holy Spirit places a gift in us, but we don't use it to build up, we don't use it to encourage, we don't use it to com comfort the community, then we are not loving. So then what's the point of having that gift? There's no point. So I want you guys to know, you want to know more about the gifts. You see here, you're saying, why do you want to know more about the gifts? Do you have a desire to help God's people? Do you have a desire to build up the church? If you do, then you know that you're in the right place. And if you want something solely because you want to be able to say, I can do this and that, then that is pride. And that's the opposite of this. But a lot of people can fall into pride when they get these gifts. So, have a heart to, to have a heart for service. 
one of the easiest ways, aside from reading the Bible and spending time with God, is honestly have a heart for service. Because when you have a heart for service, you place yourself in more places and more conditions to need the gifts to operate within your life. Literally. Let me put myself in as an example, right? Every Sunday or most Sundays, I come up and I come and teach you guys, right? I hope, I hope I'm doing an okay job so far. I come up and I teach you guys. I wouldn't be able to do that if I didn't have the Holy Spirit working knowledge, wisdom in me. If I didn't have the Holy Spirit working knowledge, wisdom, faith, and at times discernment of spirits in me. And now that doesn't mean that, I, that that's on me all the time. But I need the gifts of the Holy Spirit in order to be able to even be able to, like, teach, y'all. This is not on my own doing, but this is by the grace of God alone. And that's, I mean, but this wasn't my life when I was just, when I had no care in the world for God's people. This became my life and this came within my life when I had a service and I wanted to have a heart to help other people. So... The point of this is that I want to help other people, not to operate in some gifts. But the gifts come along because of that. Okay? And then you place yourself in other situations and scenarios and prophecy may pop up. <laughs> Alright? So, that is how you then get to the gifts. By having a heart for service, by being within the word, and wanting that. And the Bible tells us, pray for it. If you, there is a particular gift you want, pray for it. And this is, these aren't my words. These are Paul's words. When you go to the chapter 14, he says, Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. This prophecy part is big. Okay? So Paul tells us, pursue love and pursue the gifts because we need the giftings of the Holy Spirit to operate. When we can operate within the giftings of the Holy Spirit, amazing things happen. Not for us, but for the body of Christ. If I'm working with God and I know that, yo, this person is going through a certain situation, so let me go and tell them and they can turn and they can come and become closer to the Lord, that would be great. Prophecy is not, it's not so that somebody can get rich. It's not so that somebody can like... Make a million bucks or whatever. But that's what it's turned into. Th these two right here have become problems in the church. They have been abused. Prophecy and miracle have been abused. Because everybody wants something quick, quick. Everybody wants to hear a good word. Nobody wants faith. Nobody wants knowledge. Nobody wants discernment of spirits. Which is why some of our friends in our lives should not be in our lives. But we keep them there because we don't. we are not able to discern that the spirit is bad. So my friends, I could go on and on, but I don't want to keep us too long today. Last few things I'll say is do not despise prophecy. The Bible tells us, although all these things are happening and it's been really hard and there are some folks who have messed up our view of God, our view of um, prophecy, and we don't believe it anymore when people say it, um, we have to fight that idea as well because that idea is not from God. And you will see that within First Thessalonians chapter five, verse twenty, which says, um, "Sorry, verse nineteen, saying, do not quench the spirit.'" Verse twenty says, 
Do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. So we're not supposed to just, like, don't reject prophecy. If somebody comes to you and they say, hey, I prophesied this over your life. I saw this, this, and that. God showed me this. You tell them thank you. And then you hear what they said and go and check it up against the word of God. Okay? Check it up against the word of God. If they come and say, you know, I saw this thing that was bad in your life. I think we got to pray. Let's pray. If they come to you and say, hey, I saw this thing in your life. I think it was bad. But give me, a, give me you know, $500 and then I'll pray for you so it'll go away. That's what it's going to take. You need to run because the gift is free. The Bible says freely you were given, so freely you should give. The gift of the Holy Spirit is free. So if he blesses you with it, freely you were given, freely you gave. So when you know that within the Bible, when you have that knowledge, you're going to know that what the person is saying, mm, it ain't right. Or even if it's right, it's not coming from a good place. So then you'll be able to pray about that. Okay, guys? Don't despise prophecy. It's really important. And it's very real. And, and it's very effective. But we need to be able to know how to operate within these giftings. And be able to know that the purpose of all of this at the end is love. Is somebody speaking that prophecy to you for the purpose of love? And we defined love way back when, some time ago. We said that love is doing whatever is necessary so that God's glory will be made known within your life. That means that if I got to speak something difficult in your life, I got to tell you, yo, stop this. Because it's not helping you build up your life. It's not helping you have a better relationship with God. Then that's loving. That's me showing you love. Me not showing you love is like me being quiet and not saying a thing and letting you wreck your life. It's like, I got the keys, you're in prison, I got the keys to, to lock you out, but I'm holding the keys in my hand. So, let's make sure we have that understanding of love, and that's what the Holy Spirit gifts are for, guys. So I know I wanted to talk about, I want to talk about the fruits of the Spirit, I want to talk about grieving the Holy Spirit, but it doesn't look like we have enough time for that today, so I don't know, are you guys tired of this, or do you guys want to continue, give me a thumbs up if you want to continue on to, on this talking about the the fruit of the holy spirit into next week um to have more understanding on it um so okay so we can continue then god willing next week we see a lot of thumbs up so i'll take that as a good thing um yeah hope you guys have been enjoying this so far um i learned this on a mountain back in ghana sometime some some few years ago and I spent some days at a mountain and just chilled with this old man and really had a chance to seek God. And I, I, it's probably one of the best times in my life. So with that, um, we'll continue God willing next week. We'll also talk about ministerial gifts too. Um, like I told you, there's a bunch of gifts. If you are, if you, if you prophesy, there's a difference between somebody who prophesies and somebody who is a prophet. There's a difference between somebody who has wisdom and somebody who is a preacher. Okay? There are five ministerial gifts that the Holy Spirit has given us, that Jesus Christ gave to his people, which is also for the benefit of the church. Everything for the church. We see here that God did not leave us alone, guys. He never left us alone when he left and he went and he went and he went up into heaven. That instead, he gave us the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is like, yo, 
let's 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 get some work done right and i'm here to dispense upon you some gifts while you're at it so that you can get this work done for the glory of jesus and that his name will be above all so because of that jesus christ gave us some wonderful gifts and he gave us some people some appointments he gave us pastors he gave us preachers right he gave us um apostles he gave us prophets he gave us evangelists right those are known as five ministerial gifts that you'll see in ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 but we'll talk about those guys as well because those are a gift and those are something that you have to be designated with and be placed in that position all are called to prophesy but not all are prophets and we'll explain what that means a bit more god willing next week let me close this in prayer i hope you guys have been blessed by this today um let me close this in prayer and we will continue god willing next week okay keep me on task and remind me the things that we said we're going to go through we said we will talk through um the fruit of the spirit ministerial gifts and grieving the holy spirit i wanted to get to all of that today but it seems like there's really a lot that we needed to unpack here so remind me and we'll continue god willing next week all right so let us pray and close out for today Heavenly Father, thank you so much for just this day, um, allowing us and your people to come to a knowledge of you and get a better understanding um, of the gifts that the Holy Spirit dispenses. Lord, we thank you for giving us your Holy Spirit to come and teach us to do so many things for us, to comfort us, to help us be able to make it into heaven, but also not be un, but also not be ignorant of the gifts that the Holy Spirit you have given us. So, Lord, I pray in this time to thank you for this. I ask you, dear God, that you bless everybody on this call. Heavenly Father, awaken within them the ability to be able to discern spirits, to be able to, be, be able to prophesy. I prophesy over that over their lives in this time, Jesus. And I ask of you, awaken within them the Holy Spirit to be able to move, that they may be able to be effective for your service. God, those who have a heart for your service, those who have a heart for you, dear God, place within them joy, place within them peace, give them the, the, the fruit of the Spirit, give them the joy, Lord God, and let them be able to move in the new way, in a new direction, Lord, that they may never be the same again. All of this, dear God, for your glory, all of this, dear God, that, the, that you may be known within the entire world. Let those who have a gift, let those who have a heart for you, be equipped with the gifts that are necessary to make it to fight against the demonic things of this world, dear God. We need you. We thank you. We love you. Let all on this line be blessed with the gifts you have bestowed upon them within their hearts. God, you know everybody's heart. And you know that they desire to be with you. You know who desires to be with you. And God, those who are there, bless them and endow within them the same giftings, Lord God, that you have gifted me with in my time. We thank you, dear God. In Jesus' mighty name I do pray. Amen.